0: guys welcome to the j scott outdoors podcast this is a very important episode and this is a good one that you can pass on to your non-hunting friends as well and we're going to get into it with jim unmock from the arizona sportsman for wildlife conservation uh, group who is uh, adamantly opposed to the humane society of the united states uh trying to get the uh quote unquote wildcat ban on the upcoming ballot get trying to get an initiative uh press through trying to get enough signatures so i think you're going to find this interesting everybody needs to know about this please educate uh, the people around you that aren't sportsmen Uh, i think that's every bit as important Uh, guys i want to thank you for your support of this podcast if you have any questions comments Uh, or anything to say about this episode or any others, uh, you can email me at jscottoutdoors at gmail.com. You can also follow along on my Instagram feed at jscottoutdoors. Uh, And just to be clear, jscottoutdoors at gmail.com is my email. And I really appreciate you guys' support. Uh, October was my highest month of downloads uh, ever in the history of this podcast, and uh, November seems to be uh, uh, going along just as well. So thank you for that. I wanna thank GoHunt.com, Insider, Kuyu Ultralight Hunting, Phonescope, and The Outdoorsman's. Uh, You can check the show notes of this podcast uh, to find out how you can support these companies. Uh, Many of them have uh, promo codes that you can use. Uh, in these show notes uh, where you can save money uh, buying these products from these fine companies. Uh, the, the the support that the uh, sponsors give this show is what keeps this podcast free and which is uh, my intention uh, is to always make good free content for you guys. So uh, thank you for supporting them. Let's get right to the episode. Welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. Today we have
1: Jim Unmock with the Arizona Sportsman uh, for Wildlife Conservation, right, Jim?
2: That's correct.
1: Um, We've got kind of a a funky initiative here being potentially maybe proposed on the ballot. They're trying to get some signatures, I understand, uh, to ban lion hunting and uh, bobcat hunting in the state of Arizona, Uh, Hannah Finley, who actually is the daughter of Tom Finley, um, actually, uh, brought this to my attention and I wanted to, I talked to Darn, was trying to get the right person to come on the podcast and discuss what's going on. So Jim, uh, I think you're a, a perfect candidate for that to let the listeners know, uh, what we're facing here in Arizona.
2: Well, I appreciate that, Jay, um, Hope I can uh, answer your questions and uh, maybe point folks in the right direction relative to how to uh, <clears throat> keep this off the ballot come next year
1: yeah, so first um, and foremost, what is going on for so the people that are listening and maybe have no idea maybe give a little um, uh, brief synopsis of of what is happening okay uh, the
2: humane the Humane Society of the United States has set up a group called Arizonans for Wildlife here in Arizona. They announced uh, here about the second week of October filing a ballot initiative with the Secretary of State, and they have a desire to ban quote unquote wild cat hunting in Arizona. Now the interesting thing is in the definition of wild cats are mountain lions, Bobcats, ocelots, jaguars, and Canadian lynx. The last three are fully protected under federal law and we can't hunt them. Uh, there's occasionally an incidental jaguar in Arizona that comes up from Mexico. Uh, there might be a, a couple of ocelots that do the same. And uh, there was one lynx that uh, came down from Colorado a few years ago that uh, was part of that release up there in southwest Colorado and it came, visited Arizona, and went back north. <clears throat> so the, the concentration is on uh, mountain lions and bobcats, but they've thrown in those three other animals. Their desire is essentially to eliminate hunting and trapping, uh, and trapping's already, for the most part, eliminated on public land in Arizona. Uh, but it's with that all said, what it really is is a uh, an effort to take away professional wildlife management from the Arizona Game and Fish Department. It's also a fundraising mechanism for the Humane Society of the United States. So while on the surface it's about wild cats, uh, really the ulterior motive is to usurp control of the management of wildlife and make money while they're doing it
1: okay so let me get this straight jim um three of the cats that they're have that they want to have on this initiative are already illegal to hunt in the state of arizona why do you feel like they put those three since they're already illegal and they're very rare whereas mountain lions and bobcats are extremely plentiful what in your mind was the strategy behind trying to put all five of those or six of those on the same ticket? It, it's purely an emotional
2: trigger for people. Uh, the anti-hunters and the animal rights people, when they are faced with, uh, you know, spotted cats and, uh, you know, pretty pretty felines, it's all thrown in there to to tweak people's emotions, and that's really the bottom line. Uh, All three of those uh, species are federally protected. You can't hunt them. It's illegal to hunt or kill them, Uh, but it's just uh, uh, part of their program. Throw it all in there, shotgun approach, and uh, stir up people's emotions
1: on the topic. Interesting. How much do you think the name that they chose, I mean, they obviously chose it very wisely for people that maybe don't, aren't hunters, aren't sportsmen, aren't fishermen. Uh, They chose a name, in my opinion, that was pretty crafty because it makes it sound like, oh yeah, I support, what is it, the Arizona? Arizonans for Wildlife. Yeah, Arizonans for Wildlife, like someone that doesn't even hunt, it's a pretty crafty name, which is kind of their M.O., is it not, to have, uh, you know, a way to play to the general public that has no clue that might just say, oh, yeah, this sounds good. I, you know, I, I, I don't want them to hunt jaguars or I don't want them to hunt <laughs> ocelots or lynx. Exactly. It's, uh, it, it is a smart
2: move. Uh, what's also interesting is that a number of years ago, sportsmen had a an organization called Arizonans for Wildlife Conservation, uh, and that was a, a pro sportsmans effort and group. And they've taken uh, they've dropped the conservation piece, but uh, are trying to again play on people's response to uh, wildlife. And and when you encounter a petitioner, uh, they don't. Bring up wildcats. They don't uh, get into the details. They simply ask you, "Do you like wildlife, or do you love wildlife?" Well, you know what person doesn't like wildlife? Uh, so that's their hook. They try to get you in that fashion when they're when they're after a signature.
1: Okay, let's talk a little bit about. Um, what you were saying about trying to take the control, trying to take the management out of the hands of the Arizona game and fish department. For those listening that maybe are not active hunters, active sportsmen that listen to this podcast, explain why you feel it's important that uh, the game and fish department and their biologists and their trained professionals Handle managing the wildlife across the state of Arizona.
2: Sure, uh, the Arizona Game and Fish Department manages somewhere between 800 and 820 species uh, unique to Arizona, uh, and they do so in concert with all the interaction of those species across the, the landscape. If you pull out one of the one or more of the prime predators or uh, carnivores out of that mix. You're going to you're going to screw up the management of the prey prey species uh, sheep mule deer coues deer antelope elk because all of a sudden you can't control the predator uh, the management piece for that is removed and that happened in 1990 in California <clears throat> and since then hunters and sportsmen don't pay the freight for managing wildlife, at least lion management in California. They do for the other species. But in California, instead of paying uh, having sportsmen pay to uh, manage that part, taxpayers do. And ironically, they still issue about 250 depredation tags in California annually, killing somewhere between 120 and 150 uh, mountain lions. So... Essentially what will happen here if, if HSUS is successful, they will remove the management of uh, mountain lions and bobcats from the game and fish purview,
1: <laughs>
2: which will negatively impact the prey species, and also eliminate sportsmen from contributing, I think at last check about $200,000 a year in, in license tags and fees uh, to the management of that process. And in the meantime, Arizona taxpayers uh, will end up picking the tag,
1: picking up the tab for Lion Manager. In other words, in California, they, have, they had a revenue of a couple hundred thousand. In, in Flip, they have a cost of a couple hundred thousand. So it's a $400,000, and, and those are just rough numbers, but a $400,000 swing. And you're saying the same thing if it happened in Arizona, where now the the professionals, the people that have gone to school, the biologists, the ecologists, all the different uh, scientists and such, the people that are hands-on, on the ground, you know, monitoring our animals, you take them out of it, and all of a sudden... Uh, they they were in a position where they were offering tags to sportsmen who were paying for those tags. Now you go the opposite, where those those lions and such get killed by a bounty hunter, so to speak, or someone that you know that works for the authorities. But now they're having to pay that guy to go do that same job. Is that correct? That that's correct. <clears throat> With the only correction being. I don't know for sure what the
2: cost cost in dollars were in California, but the projected revenue annually for Arizona Lion tags and fees and that kind of thing is around $200,000. If it's similar uh, from a dollar-wise in California, then you're correct. It'd be about a a flip of that, that
1: amount of money. So this is, in essence, just a play by the Humane Society to continue to chip away at hunting uh, by pulling on the heartstrings and having uh, commercials of cute little five-pound kittens uh, with spots on them, and say, you know, you don't want to kill these, do you? I mean, that's what. <laughs> if if it gets on the ballot, that's what we're going to see. Correct. That that's right,
2: and the other the other thing they're doing is they're uh, playing on uh, the concept they refer to as trophy hunting, <clears throat> and in Arizona, there's no such thing as a quote unquote trophy hunt. Uh, people might casually refer to it, uh, you know, it, it may be talked about in discussion circles, but. Arizona doesn't have trophy hunts, and Arizona doesn't have trophy hunts for mountain lions. But that's one of the things that they're using in there to, again, stoke the emotion part of this, uh, saying that uh, hunters, man or woman, don't, doesn't matter to them, that go out and hunt lions only do so to kill and uh, take the head and put it on the wall uh, or make a rug out of it. Uh, that's... Their perception, that's what they're trying to drive home, is that it's purely uh, for sport and fun and and doesn't have any management impact or ecological impact, uh, and they contend nobody eats them. Well, uh, I've personally harvested a mountain lion, and it was some of the best meat I've ever eaten, so that destroys that fallacy and that uh, fictional
1: contention. When is this initiative? What do they have to do to achieve this? This initiative, getting it on the ballot, or, or you know, what are the mechanisms in place that they are right. trying to achieve? And then, what is the call to action to sportsmen and anyone listening to this podcast uh, that that feels um, that they want to keep the management in the hands of the professionals? What What is the call to action? All right.
2: They what? Right now, they have to uh, they have to sign up 150 to 151,000 people on their signature gathering, and they have to. And that 150,000 signatures has to be valid and legitimate. So, from a ballot initiative standpoint, they probably have to get somewhere between 200 and 230,000 signatures to ensure that they have 150,000 to meet the requirement. They have until July 5th, 2018, to turn in the signatures to the Secretary of State's office downtown Phoenix. If they don't reach that threshold, or they don't have 150,000 legitimate voters signing those petitions, they don't get on the ballot. And that's our objective. We don't want this to get on the ballot. Uh, the Humane Society of the United States has done several polls, and the polls, you know, again, based on the questioning, and you can do a poll and get about whatever result you want, but uh, when they ask people, do you love wildlife and do you want to see trophy hunters discriminately, indiscriminately kill lions and that kind of thing, uh, the poll results are favorable to them. So we need to keep it off the ballot. We're, we're running a campaign called Decline to Sign, and if uh, we're trying to get folks to educate their friends, neighbors, and uh, both hunting and non-hunting public, and the big deal is the non-hunting public that uh, doesn't have an objection to hunting but uh, is going to be voting, and that's the group we need to get to and educate them that this is a, a ruse, it's to take away scientific wildlife management from our professionals and put it in the hands of emotional ballot box-based efforts. Uh, so decline to sign, and if you run into somebody at a, a, a private business, such as a Walmart or a Fry's or some kind of grocery store, or department store, and they're on private property, <laughs> we would like people to uh, go in and ask first decline to sign, but then go ask for the manager and ask the manager if that individual has uh, permission to be out there gathering signatures. Then we'd like the individual that encounters that to send that to us at uh, AZSFWC uh, with the name and address of the store so we can communicate and follow up and uh, get to the bottom of whether or not they do have permission to be on the premises.
1: Okay, and so that's probably how- the two
2: pronged approach there.
1: And if people want to get more information or they want to uh, join your organization, what is the best way for them to do that?
2: Probably the best way would be to go to our website, and it's uh, you can spell it all out. It's a lot of words and a lot of letters. Arizona Sportsmen for Wildlife Conservation. org, or just type in the uh, first letters of each word, AZSF. And on our homepage, you can get a rundown on uh, some of the e-news that we've had on the topic and uh, can also find membership information that uh, uh, will show them how they can join the effort. We also are active on Facebook and uh, have tried to counter the Arizonans for Wildlife and some of the other people that have been proponents of this initiative with facts and figures and uh, information that
1: is not fluffed up by emotion. Sounds good. Can you tell us uh, a little bit about Arizona Sportsmen for Wildlife Conservation and what groups make up this organization and and how widespread of a net do you guys cast? As far as uh, it's my understanding that you have a wide spectrum of sportsmen that are actually a part of your organization. It's not just one facet of either a hunting or a fishing group. I believe you're made up of representatives from a lot of different groups.
2: We, we are. We are made up uh, to date, and we're, uh, we're adding new ones as we speak. But we have 35 member organizations and seven uh, business affiliates, The 35 member groups uh, cross the entire state of Arizona. So as an example, the Mojave Sportsman Club is a member. Uh, The Southeastern Arizona Sportsman's Club is a member. Uh, We have the White Mountain Lakes Foundation, which is a fishing organization. We have the Yuma Valley Rod and Gun Club and the uh, Southwest Wildlife Foundation out of Yuma. Uh, So we've crossed all four corners of the state. We have hunting, angling, and uh, (laughs) sportsmen's clubs. (laughs) Excuse me. Uh, We have uh, uh, the Arizona Elk Society, the Arizona uh, Desert Bighorn Sheep Society, the Arizona Deer Association, Arizona Antelope Foundation, uh, Valley of Sun Quail Forever, uh, Trout Unlimited, uh, National Wild Turkey Federation, uh, Safari Club International, So we really have a cross-section of folks from hunting, angling, conservation groups, uh, fishing clubs, uh, outdoor recreation groups like Outdoor Experience for All. Uh, So we, we really hit on a lot of cylinders when it comes to the outdoor recreation spectrum.
1: Well, it sounds fantastic. I know you guys do a lot of work. Uh, you, you, you know, there's a bunch of you that do a lot of work that never get any recognition and, and you don't do it for recognition, but it's, uh, it's uh, something that uh, I see over and over again, uh, you guys putting in your effort and volunteering and, and uh, working so hard to uh, look out for all the different groups, sportsmen groups across the uh, state, and I appreciate and applaud you guys for your efforts. And I encourage the listeners, to, uh, if they want to hear more information, make sure to check out uh, the websites. I'll also link them up in the show notes. And I think more importantly than anything right now is, correct me if I'm wrong, us as sportsmen need to educate not just our sportsmen. We need to educate all of our neighbors, all of our family, our friends that maybe are not sportsmen or not hunters and don't let them get tricked into uh, some of the uh, trickery and such that the Humane Society is going to try and pull and try and educate them that we think it's important that the management stays in the hands of the Arizona Game and Fish Department, uh, which takes a lot of public input from from regular joes and it takes a lot of input from organizations like gyms as well as the other 35 and even more organizations uh are that make up your organization correct i mean this is a situation where we need to educate people that really maybe don't have a dog in the fight so to speak because those are the ones that may sign up for something that they don't realize uh, what they're even signing up for. That's, that's very
2: true. And, uh, you know, it's, if there's 20 to, let's say 20% of the population hunts and fishes and 20% doesn't, that leaves 60% of the population out there that doesn't hunt and, hunt and fish but yet potentially votes. And if, if most of those people that don't hunt or fish are okay with it, even though they don't do it, then we potentially have a favorable outcome. But if the Humane Society of the United States can sway those folks, then we're in trouble because we just don't have the numbers anymore. Uh, an interesting fact is that the state of Arizona is now the second most urban state in the United States. And when, when you first hear that, you go, well, no way, that can't be true. But it is. I mean, if you think about it, we're now over six and a half million people, and most of those people are in Tucson, Phoenix, and Flagstaff. And only Rhode Island is more concentrated in the urban area than Arizona. And that's that's one thing that's just, it continues to grow. I heard the governor say the other day in the last uh, year or two, 200,000 people have moved to uh, Arizona from other states. That, I mean, it, it's just endless. So it's important that we educate the non-hunting and angling public that what we do is okay. It's important for wildlife management. It's important for conservation. And if, if folks want to see these animals in the wild, they need to thank a hunter and a fisherman and a sportsman and sportswoman uh, because they're the ones that are paying the freight.
1: Yeah, and thank the Arizona Game and Fish Department for all that they do. Jim, I, you may not be familiar with this, but are you familiar with HumaneWatch.org? This is an organization I, that... that. Uh, They have a website, actually, and it's keeping a watchful eye on the Humane Society of the United States, and I was just curious uh, your thoughts on that. Uh, It seems as though the Humane Society actually is pulling some (laughs) serious shenanigans with their money and what have you and totally misleading (laughs) even their own base.
2: They are, and I am familiar with the Humane Watch. Uh, (laughs) they they call the Humane Society of the United States out, <laughs> Excuse me, and uh, they, they keep tabs on them. Uh, we had a, a, an e-news come out. We put out, a, I think it was in August, that listed a number of acronyms and a number of links, uh, and you can find that on our website. But uh, the, the Humane Society of the United States likes to refer to themselves as just the Humane Society. And that confuses people because they think they're paying or sending in money to help cats and dogs that are in distress. And you see the commercials, and you send 19.99 a, a month in, and they help the, the poor kitties and doggies. Well, those are not that money's not going to the local animal shelters. That money is going to this anti-hunting organization, uh, and they give very little to. The animal shelters across the state and across the nation. The Humane HumaneWatch.org calls that out and spells it out, and lets you. It it tells you point blank what's going on behind the scenes with this organization.
1: That might be something. I'll link that up in the show notes as well. Uh, Jim, I know you've got to get going today. I appreciate your time, and uh, we're going to try and spread the word here. Uh, like I said, I encourage people to go to your website, and they can find that in the show notes and uh, keep uh, all of your diligent efforts. Uh, you were at a Trout Unlimited uh, thing this morning, and you're, you're constantly, seems like every, every weekend you're going to some different uh, uh, sportsman organization uh, meeting or what have you, and um, we, we need more people like you, and I just appreciate all the time that you spend Uh, looking out for a sportsman's interest thank you jay i I
2: appreciate the opportunity to be on your show and uh, as this progresses and we have uh, uh, more information down the line feel free to call me and uh, we'll try to help educate folks on exactly what's going on because really the the ability of our arizona game and fish department is under assault with these folks and we have to put a stop to it as best we can
1: All right, buddy. Thanks for sharing the information. God bless you. I'll catch you later, okay? Thank you, Jay. Talk to you later. All right. Bye.